everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. My name is Elisa Keaton. Thanks for hanging out with me today. This is a good one for such a time as this in the new year. We are uh, kicking off our 30-day challenge called Clean Hearting. Listen, if you didn't get into it, do not worry. You are going to glean some great information today. This teaching is all about living free and eating clean, how to do those both and the importance of them and also practical, what that looks like, right? Always, always love the practical around here. And um, if you haven't done, if you didn't get in clean hearting and you haven't done our seven-day detox, please head over to the website and do that. I'll put it in the show notes. Um, It's free and it will help you get a better understanding of why we do what we do and kind of how we do it here. And then we can... um, pick right up into this clean hearting or clean eating conversation and then also what is God doing with us when we get after our food a little bit so some good science today as well as the um the, the spiritual side of teaching the place of of godliness that matters most I'll get to train you today and so thanks for that for hanging out with me to do that. Uh, a couple announcements before I head you off into that teaching. Um, we are going to be live streaming this weekend. So San Dimas, California, Rev on the Road is now available to live stream. So if you're hearing this, it's probably Thursday. Head over again, I'll put the link here in the notes um, and get yourself a $5 ticket for this two day event on Friday and Saturday. So you could be in the frigid cold, moving your body with us, of course, in the comfort of your home. Over in San Dimas, California, you're gonna get the Bible study, the workout, so movement, the joy, the worship. Um, it's unlike anything else. Have you ever wondered what a Rev on the Road event is? This would be a great sneak peek for you, and it's just for you as little as five bucks. So head on over and do that. And as well, instructor training is ramping up. Don't wait. I'm all just here to say, please make our lives easier and enroll. Don't wait for the last minute. It is crazy cuckoo pants around here that last two weeks before training. We have about five weeks left before the Platoon 20 launches. It is filling. So make your enrollment conversation today. If this is gnawing at your heart, if God will not leave you alone on this, just take the next step and have the conversation. So head over to the website and um, fill out the form, get a packet, and make your next step to being in Platoon 20. And if not Platoon 20, Platoon 21. And if not 21, we're not going anywhere. But do take the next step if you're like, I just... I don't know. You just know it's not going away. We definitely are not going to go anywhere ourselves. All right. So bless you today. Um, Be blessed in this new, new year. I believe for immeasurably more for you this year. And freedom abounds and grace abounds. We'll talk to you soon. Peace. Today, let's talk about free living and living with clean eating. How do the two go together? Trust me. They do. So today, if you're in the challenge, oh, it's so good to see all your conversations. If you're in the challenge, um, you got your day three email. And today was the day we, I really dropped the pin and, and went back to, hey, this whole clean eating thing, eating clean, which really, let me just simplify, eating clean. If one of you is like, yeah, and we should. Let's always redefine it because it can start to wobble away from its original design. Really, it is anything that comes from the earth, from the ground, that it would spoil if it's not in intake or, or used within a very short amount of time. Define all things clean eating that way. 
anything that can be preserved or put in a box, a pantry, um, or passed through a window. <laughs> I always say it can be passed through a window or sitting on a shelf for an extended amount of time and have an extended expiration date, right? Then that has been processed in some way and it's not a food that is at its bare bones, just life, life-giving food. Fruits and vegetables are the core of a clean eating diet and guess what? It's really, really, really what our body needs. Food, you guys, is medicine. It really, here's what's happened. Okay, once upon a time, food was like you had it for purpose. It was 90% fuel and 10% fiesta. 90% of like, I just, I gotta get the food. I gotta feed my family. It wasn't like sit down and relax, take your shoes off. Uh, there was an element of enjoying food for the presence of conversation and being with one another. There was no rush around the table, but it was just basic food. It wasn't cakes and pastries and delicacies that have been cooked and, you know, taste buds kind of savor. But that would happen in uh, celebrations, festivals, uh, feasts and things like that. So they would have it like a king's feast, a king's table. This is why Daniel rejects the king's table because the king had the money and the resources to have all the delicacies all the time. And notoriously, kings in ancient days were overweight. They ate a lot. And by the way, in ancient times, being overweight was a sign of wealth and health. And people would be like, oh, if I could just be overweight. Can we for a minute, let's just drop the pin. That's where food once was. It was 90% survival, 10% celebration, 90% survival. But through the grace of God and goodness, we've evolved. We have knowledge. We, we, we evolved. We took good things and we multiplied more good because that's part of the design. And we learned how to cook and we learned all these other things that made food more fun and enjoyable. And listen, God's, God is totally for that. <laughs> he wants us to have enjoyment and enjoy it. Every good thing that you put on your tongue is a shadow. It's supposed to be a reflection of the goodness of who God is. So that when you eat a steak or drink a glass of wine or you have a good donut or whatever it is, you can sit and enjoy it and be like, man, if this is good, how great must God be? That's why we give thanks. This is a good thing. Thank you, God. Thank you. This is amazing. Come on. Have you put in the chat if you've had like a meal one time and it's not just the meal, but then the presence and the conversation or whatever's going on and your whole being lights up and you're like, this is awesome. This must be what heaven's like. Maybe you're on a vacation. You're somewhere beautiful. The atmosphere was there, but it was inside the meal, the good food, the good conversation. All that's good, but what happens is our hearts long for more of that. So there's nothing wrong with that. Our hearts want more. We're like, God, please, more. And all that is, is it's a glory. We want to contain that glory. We want to carry that glory. And so as we've evolved and more knowledge and technology, once upon a time, there was just a flame and then there was a stove. The Industrial Revolution really was the kickoff point of where we could now take food and factories and manufacture things. And it was helpful, <laughs> but we are now about eight to, you know, generations removed from this and we're now feeling the effects of this processing. 
of changing our food to fit what we want, not necessarily what we need. We've decided to grow as we grow. And this is all Deuteronomy 8. Go read it because God tells us and warns us and warns the Israelites as they're getting the promised land. Hey, listen, when I deliver you into more goodness, don't you dare start to look at all the goodness and turn away from me. You will want to worship that instead of me. Don't let that pridefulness grow in your heart. Keep yourself humble. I'm the one bringing these good things to you. So in the end, this whole eating food thing has gotten lost because we use it as a way for pleasure, for escape, or for ongoing celebration. That's why it's nice this time of year to be like, I just need to take a break. Let me simplify things. God, but listen, to do that without this wanting a heart change, it really is just behavior modification. We want to change our hearts. We want our hearts to go back to be like, God, I want to enjoy your goodness even when it feels kind of yucky because life is not easy. And I will easily go and comfort myself with easy things instead of holding on, breathing, reasoning, wait a minute, let's see, do I really need this thing that I'm asking for? And I'm using creation to get a fulfillment. And that's what we do. If we don't worship creator God, we will worship created things. That's all Romans 1. They chose to worship created things rather than creative creator God. And it literally is an idolatry shield. So it's a defilement of our minds and our hearts. We kind of go, you know what? God's not satisfying me. So I'll find it in sex, in money, in food, in fame, in relationship, in travel, or constantly hitting the brain is meant to release dopamine. Our bodies are designed for goodness. We are good ideas, but we've gotten confused in what's good. And we've listened to infomercials and we've had other people tell us and we, we see signposts of it, but it leads to a dead end if it doesn't lead you to transformation in a heart like God, like who you were created to be because you were created in his image, uniquely designed. So there's a way that you bring God on the earth that I will never do it, but you will. And then food becomes the fuel, the medicine, the thing that keeps the soul content, not necessarily comforted. He's a comforter. He's the great comforter. My soul is to be content. Okay. Eating clean is God's idea. In Genesis 1.27, where did I write it down? I wrote it down today. Hold on. Give me a second. It's somewhere. This is where God really commands. Um, I give you every seed-bearing plant and tree um, and fruit from the trees. Those are yours to eat. Okay? So here's the thing. Our bodies, I'm going physiologically now, a well-set body, a body at peace, a body with wellness in it, physiologically in chemistry as well, is a cool body. Our pH, which is our acidity, is low. It's cool. When we eat foods that are preservatives or have a lot of sugar or caffeine or alcohol, they're inflammatory and they raise our pH level. Our acidity goes up. Now that can come from the acidity of my own heart. Like I'm angry, I'm bitter, I'm toxic inside me. And so then I compound that by taking in more foods to comfort my acidity, 
to comfort my bitterness or my disappointment or my hurt or my pain, right? You can feel that. It's like a flame that burns in us. It burns. It hurts. And so we feed it something and then we just create more acidity, more heat in our bodies. And whatever we take in is either giving us heat, it's heating us, or it's cooling us. Think about that for a second. Whatever you're thinking about is either heating you up or cooling you down. And that can go both ways. Um, God wants to, he wants to heat me up in the things. He wants me to burn for the things of the kingdom and cool me down to the things of this world, right? And keep my peace. I have, a, I have this certainty that God is in control so that I can keep a coolness about me. We know as, an, as a society, we're chronically inflamed. We have a lot of inflammation. All our autoimmune diseases, we're kind of, it's, it's coming back to our guts. It all goes back to the gut. The gut is the second brain. So podcast, oh, I, want, well, I don't know the number. Just go to Revelation Wellness under podcast and search gut health. Listen to that podcast, Clean Harders, if you've never heard it. Uh, or you can search, um, I did a podcast a year ago, probably, pretty much this time, called Cool or Fuel. Um, and is my, is my food cooling me or fueling me? Is it heating me up or is it cooling me down? And so all the, all the foods inside of clean eating, clean hearting, they're cooling foods. We're removing the inflammatory foods. We're removing the foods that cause us to swell, cause inflammation, cause joints to ache. This is where you get um, Crohn's disease, IBS, um, uh, even down to MS, uh, we can get, um, what's the one I'm thinking of? Arthritis. A lot of these diseases were like, it just kind of plagues me and there's really no solution. It kind of comes and goes. It feels like a phantom. So, right, that, that feels like my life. Some days I have a lot of stress or I feel like I could have reason to stress. And some days I can escape it through a momentary pleasure of some kind. So it just feels like this hidden giant that lays and we can't slay it. We need to slay the giant. And it really does come through, okay, God, heal my heart. Heal me, create shalom, coolness back in my heart. We were created to walk with God in the cool of the day. It says that in Genesis 3, when after Adam and Eve had done what they did, not obeyed God, did what they, uh, with, their, with, their, with their vulnerability of their heart, listening to a liar connected to, and they, they sinned against God, it says God was walking, the next day God was walking in the garden in the cool of the day and he's looking for Adam and Eve. Now he knows where they are. But I love that thought that the environment is still the same. The kingdom is still cool. Although now Adam and Eve are in, inflamed. They're, they're, they've got this burning of sin. They have wronged God. They have, shame, they have shame on them. They have fear and that's already turning in them. But the atmosphere of heaven is still cool. <laughs> still cool here what we did what we did or what we do doesn't change the the temperature of heaven right and god goes let's sit down let's cool down a little bit let's give you what you need first you need to remember who i am let me take this burden from you let me take this stress from you otherwise you'll probably end up in the pantry in about 10 minutes or 10 seconds or you are going to have that next glass of wine that you really don't need i can be your cooling system i can be your river of life let me cool you so that's what food is really meant to do, is to continue the atmosphere of coolness in me. Now, does that mean I can never have a piece of cake again? No, but it goes back to the 90-10 rule. 90% just fuel. I need to medicine my body. And listen up, friends. You're going to become more strange in these days because we are Daniels living in a Babylon time. 
period, all the time. The world is not saying, hey, let's find out more ways to work harder. <laughs> no, the, the world is saying, let's find more ways to work easier. But meanwhile, it's more ways to work and we're getting more stress. We feel more, more pressure instead of God saying, seek me first. Just seek me first. That's what Daniel knew to do. Seek first God and all these other things. What the king is saying, the prophecy you need to know, whatever wisdom you need, I'll give it to you, but come to me. Seek me first. Seek me with your food. Seek me with your drink. Just seek me. That's all God's asking. Just turn to him. When we eat, whoops, there goes my arm. Whatever we eat, whatever we eat, and this can also go for our life, whatever we tolerate accumulates. It builds up. When we're just kind of tolerating the thing, we're like, all right, yeah. Remember, tolerance, we're not, we, we want to, tolerance is kind of like, yeah, I don't really like that thing, but I'll just keep doing it. What we tolerate, we accept, and what we accept accumulates over time. Amen? And right now, in most of all of our guts, is this accumulation of sugar, of processed foods, of chemicals, of toxins. Some of it is just, it's coming just simply through your water, through air, through the, the, the atmosphere. We can be mindful of these things, but we're just talking about food right now because when it comes to food, I can make a choice. I can have some information about what am I putting in my, how is this going to cool me or is it heating me up? So what we accumulate or what we tolerate accumulates and eventually it shows up somewhere. So for example, my daughter, um, I noticed that she doesn't do well with dairy. We've known for a little bit, right? But she's 13. What 13-year-old, or I'm sorry, she's now 14. What 14-year-old does wants to think to herself, I can't have ice cream. Like nobody, and I'm her mom. I want her to be free to have ice cream. But I just kind of know, I don't think dairy is good for you. You just know. And if you're wondering these questions and you're in clean hearting, we're going to get to them. You'll You'll know. We're going to talk about gluten and dairy because these things, there's not that there's something wrong with them, but we they've been processed unbeknownst to you in soil that has been aggressively dealt with with chemicals since the industrial revolution and all these, you know, making money and having more things available, right? It's just backfiring now. And so she, um, not good on dairy. And then the other day I noticed, and I'm constantly looking and reading for stuff, understanding how the body responds to our mind, really the mind body. Um, and then the love, like the word of God, like put those three together and I'm in heaven. So anything you find, send it my way. Um, and I had come home from a real quick trip and she on her hand, I would show you, but watch, it's going to ghost me out right there on her hand. Um, I noticed that there's like a, a rash breaking out on both hands. And I said, that's it. I go, it's, and she's been sick pretty chronically, like gets a cold, like she'll get over one and get another one. Like, we're like, what is going on? And I was asking Lord, Lord, what's going on? And then I knew in the moment, like, it's the dairy. It's the dairy. She can't, it's dairy. I mean, I didn't know. I feel like the Lord really told me. So I told her, we sat down, had a really honest conversation and she got it. And she's like, yeah, okay. And I said, I'm in it with you. Cause really dairy isn't great for me either. I don't do great. Um, I can have it. I went through a time where I said no to it for an extended amount of time to honor my wellness, my brain to honor. Like my body was telling me something and that's just God wanting to use this. This body is a really good instrument. It's a wonderful vessel tool set to point towards eternal life. It's set to take me into life or death. And so I'm choosing life, but if I pay attention to what it's telling me. So as I was looking at that body and telling her, 
I, I think we gotta, we gotta pull out the dairy and she took it out. You guys, it's been like about seven days and there's been some tempting moments, but instantly she, when I told her about this, the, um, the dairy pullback, she had a runny nose, you know, she's still just kind of been sick. And once we stopped the dairy, cause she had it almost every day, she liked a cold glass of milk. She likes cold things to drink. So I went out and bought a pitcher to like, we can put cold drinks, other types of drinks in the, um, I don't like cold drinks. <laughs> She's odd. She's the only one in the family who really can't drink something unless it's cold. So I bought a pitcher so we could put other things in the fridge for her to be cold. Uh, but in a short time, within 48 hours, her cold was gone. Her runny nose was gone. That thing on her skin has clearing up and it's just evidence. It's just dairy and it's not her fault. Part of it is just the processing of life and being born into this fallen world. But I know that God is her strength and we're learning. We're all learning something and giving up something. I told her it's really is a blessing. It's an honor to give something up. You'll get something greater in exchange. All right. So that's my little spiel on food. Just kind of want to drop the pin on why we are where we are. It's not your fault. And we get to participate. We get a new decision today. We can make a new choice, which takes me to this staying free thing. Like, okay, you can know knowledge, but then put it into action and continue to put it in action. What's that going to take? It's going to take a lifestyle of repentance. Oh, everyone say the word. Say these two words with me. I repent. Say it right now again. I repent. That is a gift. Repentance is a gift. The word repent means to have a new thought, to think again. The fact that you can have a new thought, what a gift. So when you are feeling oppressed, you're feeling depressed, you're feeling like hopelessness, it seems impossible. All the heating is happening in you. The fight or flight is starting to come up and you feel the flames flickering and you want to run and soothe or get big or get small or do something. When that starts to happen, you have the right to think again. What a gift. That's repentance. You can turn from that thought. You can take a step back. Repentance is a gift. Repentance is when I think my daughter or my son or my husband's the problem and I've got a whole reason for why I'm mad or why that, you know, I start my case. I am building my case against them because that's what my broken little heart does. That's what my unrenewed mind does. When I begin to do that, I can, and, and you know what? And I say permission to do that. Go ahead. It's in you. So get it out. Ride it out. Ride out all your grievances or do whatever you got to do. Speak it out. Uh, preferably not to them. <laughs> That's why you need a God. Like, all right, God, if you are there, listen to me because I'm burning up here. I am inflamed. I am, and this is causing the gut. That's why your gut gets butterflies or gets nervous or you get anxious. You get kind of sick, right? Diarrhea. All these, our guts are telling us something. It's the second brain, by the way. The guts and the, the, the brain and the gut, same neurotransmitters. We're finding out the same type of feelers that are in the brain, the reasoning to make decisions, it's in the gut. But now the gut doesn't have the ability to make a decision. That happens in the brain. But the gut feels those things. The gut has these neurotransmitters, receptors. So it's feeling all the same things are happening that are causing chemical release and balance. It's coming down into your gut as well. And this is why we get leaky gut and we get all these Crohn's. We get these 
diseases that are attached somewhat, I'm not gonna say all to, but a big majority to how I think and feel. How I think and how I feel, that's righteousness. God's calling his people back to righteousness. Righteousness just means think like God and feel like God. What is God thinking? What is his heart about? What does he want from me? That all happens by knowing who he is. And the more I know who he is, the more I know who I am. And he tells me I'm righteous, but I don't really feel that. So I'll seek him, the righteous one, and he will tell me what I need. Then from there, I can have a new thought. Oh wait, maybe it's not totally them. Actually, maybe God's doing something in me. I repent. I can have another thought. And not only does the word repent mean to change, to have a new thought, but it also means to have a new purpose. So to think differently and have a new purpose. Can I get an amen? Listen, clean hearting, this is just a catalyst for how you're going to live the rest of your life. This is not a 30-day one and done. This is just how we're going to choose to live. We're going to have moments that we are tempted to think small, to feel hot, to feel upset, to shrink back in flight, or to get big and fight. That's just living. Whoever you are, you have an amygdala and it is constantly ringing a bell to tell you fight or flight, fight or flight, fight or flight, based on your circumstances. And God's saying, let me override that amygdala. Let us reason. Let's think again. That's why you cannot get enough of God's word in you. You just can't get as much of God's word in you. Even if you don't think it's doing anything, read it like you're eating, just as if you eat, right? I think it's Bill Johnson who says, I, I don't remember what I had last night to eat, but I know that it's, I'm still benefiting from it today, <laughs> right? I love that. Yeah, I can't really remember what I had to eat, but I know I ate and somehow it's still doing what it needs to do in me until it's time to eat again. The thing is, our bodies are, they'll tell us, hey, it's time to eat, you're hungry, you're hungry, because that's our humanity. Our divinity, you got to go after it. You got to go after the aggressiveness of God. Be tenacious to get after God. Because your, your body isn't going to say, hey, let's spend time with God. Hey, let's sacrifice some of our flesh for the spirit thing. No, the flesh is always going to say, eh, you got it, you're good. Right? Repentance. Acts 3, 19 through 20 says, Repent therefore and turn back that your sins may be blotted out, that the times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. Time of refreshing may come from the present Lord. Welcome to the time of refreshing, everyone. Cooling. Repent. All I want you to do as we're stepping into this 30 days is remember to be thinking, wait, I need a new thought here. Because your body, and I'm telling you, we're about day three, three, four, five, six. It starts to get real for those of you that are like, yeah, it was time to give up coffee. Yeah, I'm not having alcohol. Yeah, it's sugar. Uh, you know, I'm just going to, I'm cleaning it up. About day, it's fun for day one, two, three, right? You're like, yeah, this is fun. Day four, five, six starts to get real. And when it gets real, you're going to need to have a second thought all the time. All the time. And say it, God, I repent. I repent. And repentance is not, I'm ashamed. I'm found out. You're actually just found. <laughs> the Holy Spirit tapped you on the shoulder and was like, hey, this way. Let's go. Let's, let's stay in this lane. But you're going to need to talk about what are you really hungry for? And we're going to talk more about some of these things, about being able to be like, okay, what's going on really with my heart? What This is really a heart issue. This is not a, a, a weight, a body weight issue. Something's going on in my heart. God, come and help me. 
repentance is a gift. There is no perfect, you guys, but there is always repentance. There's no perfect. I am not the perfect mom, but I can always go, I gotta think again. <laughs> Let me get to my true self. What would, what, would, what would the true me want to do? What would the best self of me want to do? And then I can talk to God about that. Repentance is to stay free, to keep your mind sober, so that you can continue to live in relationship to God and creation and others in a way that is fruitful and not necessarily just pleasure. It's fruit. You're bearing fruit. Reach in, bear down, and create and birth something into this world that is worth it. Everything worth having has a cost. Pay the pr- God's already paid the price. So you're in good company, and that's what the Clean Harding page is for, and that's what we are here for. And I, whoa, hey, look at that. I am just so grateful that we get to just continue the conversation, you guys. So I would ask this question. Actually, you guys have a couple questions in Clean Harding. If you have the ebook and you've gotten the daily email, you know what those questions are. And be sure, get a journal. I said, write these things down if you just did that question. But in light of what I said today about the clean eating, um, I would say just ask the Holy Spirit, like rate yourself, where, where do I really fall? Like is food 90% my fuel and 10% my fiesta? Or is it, where, 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 where would you say? And you can just look at your days. Just get really honest. This is where you got to think. You have to know where you are to know where you want to go. Self-awareness precedes transformation. You can't know, you can't get to where you're going unless you know where you are. You got to be able to drop it. So where would you say you are, you know? Um... I would definitely say right now, I'm definitely back at the 90-10. In the holidays and a little bit prior to that, I was probably sliding more into, you know, once a day having something a little bit uh, pleasurable. But honestly, that, again, starts to build up. The sugar started to build up, then another glass of wine. And just, I, and here's how you know. You don't sleep well. You're not feeling well. You ache you don't have a good fat, you're crabby, you're bloated, you're gassy. I'm talking about all these other things. I don't care about what your waist is or how much you're on the scale. How you been feeling? How you feeling? And since we've started, I feel great. I honestly feel great. Nothing's worth it to me. I'm like, I don't, I'm good. I just, I want to keep my mind clear to hear my thoughts clear. Um, my feelings. I want to feel my feelings without doing my feelings. So ask you, just kind of be like, yeah, I'm a little bit. And then what would it look like as you move into this, not just this 30 days, but to be at a 90-10? Because I want you to enjoy a little bit. You know, have some. Like on the weekend, I might have a little something-something. Not while I'm in clean hearting. I'm going to try and continue to stay really just thoughtful. I'm not in prison, but I'm just being in a time of like really simplifying and keeping things easy and clean. And then we'll just see. Life is seasonal. So I'm not expecting it to be perfect 90-10 the rest of your life. But within, you're constantly able to at least pay attention to it and not fall back into 10% fuel, 90% fiesta. Because I know there's a lot of us that do. Um, And then that other question is repentance. Like, what, God, what do I, what am I missing about repentance if I find it hard for me to do? I know for me, I think I just forget. <laughs> I forget that I can have another thought, but I'm getting better at it. Most of the time, too, when I have a repentance or I know I can have another thought, it also means, oh, I'm going to have to do some cleanup. <laughs> oh, gosh, if I do repentance, 
that I'm probably gonna have to do a little bit cleanup, maybe, but maybe not. So it's not a shame on you. It's a shame off you. Repentance is not a shame on you. It's shame off you. And you get to be a partner again in the gospel. All right. Ah, yeah. Day three is getting real, she says. Let me pray for you guys, and then I'll stay on just a bit to answer questions. Um, but let's pray, yeah? Oh, gosh. Yeah, so, Lord, thank you so much. We thank you that... Uh, you are for us. You've designed all of creation to work with us and not against us. And so, God, we are turning ourselves, positioning our heart to face you, to hear from you, and to see you face to face. God, just tell us what it is you would like to do and then give us the grace to do it. I thank you that grace is the ability and not the permission to do what we want. It is the ability to do what you would have us to do. It's the ability to think like the kingdom and to feel according to your heart, Lord. And so I thank you for that gift, God. And um, no teaching can get this into people, Lord. It's by your spirit, not by might, not by power, but by your spirit, you say. And so God, I ask for your spirit. Um, and if you're willing and listening, just open your hands and say, Spirit, speak. Like, come in. Fully talk to me. This is a living relationship with a living God. And so, God, more of that. We don't want rules. I don't want precepts, people to live uh, tied or attached to some step or program, God. But that they really are sensitive now to a God who wants to invade an earth that is bound in, in rules, laws, and oftentimes religion, God. Bring back to us what you did at the very beginning, hearts on fire, um, Holy Spirit come, just a full baptism, a refreshment of the Spirit in us and on us. God, uh, heal our hearts, speak to us about why we do what we do. God, and I pray for a time of patience for people as they're walking this out. Uh, Lord, that the number on the scale may not define us, God. We are not diagnosed or we are not, we don't get a prognosis by the scale. The scale can tell us where we're at, Lord, but it does not tell us where we will be. And we refuse to be measured by it in Jesus' name. So bring truth back, a truth that supersedes any shameful, fearful, or guilt-ridden thought that we can have. God, have your way. Heal bodies, heal us, cool us. I speak to guts to be healed. Um, all these unanswered um, why people have pain, Lord, um, in this time of just seeking you, that that problem would be answered because we're calling on Matthew 6.33 for that. And we thank you that we can stand on your word because if you said it, you will do it. In Jesus' name, amen.